Howdy. This is the Views from the Shop podcast. I'm your host, your one and only host, Tim Miller. And today, Thursday, August 17th, 2023, I wish you the happiest of national I Love My Feet days. Today's show, as always, is presented by Big Banter Sports. Big Banter Sports is the best place to get all news when it comes to Big Ten sports, basketball, football. They've got you covered. So make sure you're checking out Big Banter Sports on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Threads, Facebook, YouTube, everywhere that you can find your sports media. You've got to make sure you're checking out Big Banter Sports. Big things coming, as I've said before, it's still true. So make sure you're checking out Big Banter Sports. Now, before we get into the show today, obviously we've got a special guest and an interview with Colin White, Ohio State's newest 2024 commitment. Before we get into that, today's sponsor of the show is College Basketball Analytics. That's cbbanalytics.com. If you want to be the smartest fan in the room when it comes to Ohio State or otherwise, you've got to check out College Basketball Analytics. They've got everything you need, every metric out there. It's there for you. So check out cbbanalytics.com. They take a different and unique approach to all kinds of metrics, stats, advanced analytics when it comes to college basketball. So not only will you be the smartest fan in the room, the smartest Ohio State fan, but you'll probably be the smartest college boss basketball fan anywhere. So again, that's cbbanalytics.com. You can sign up for a free account and get access into some of their premium stats. And they've also got a paid subscription as well, which has plenty of goods in it. It's well worth the investment in the entertainment that you can get. Okay. Let's talk Colin White. He is today's guest. The entire episode revolves around him. Very, very happy to have him join the show. A top 100, a top 125, 150 recruit in the 2024 class. Just committed to Ohio State on Sunday. Beating out Cincinnati, Butler, Northwestern, and TCU, among others. Now, in this conversation... We're going to talk about a lot of things surrounding his recruitment, including which program finished second. Why did Colin White not get an offer from Ohio State until this summer? Maybe some other odds and ends in terms of what his recruitment looked like, who affected his recruitment, what he was looking for, and some golden nuggets as well as far as who is he planning to recruit and try to get to join Ohio State as a part of this 2024 class. So excited to have you listen to this conversation with Colin White. It's going to be great. Make sure, by the way, if you haven't already, subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that you don't miss any other big conversations. There is a big one coming next week. I'm just going to let you know it's very big. Just be advised, okay? So make sure you're following, subscribing, liking, doing all the things. If you like the conversation, find us on Twitter at the Shop Pod. Make sure that you follow us there. Like the tweet so that more eyes can get on it and more people can hear about Colin White. All right, Colin White is our guest for today's show here on the Views from the Shop podcast. Colin, it's obviously a pleasure having you here today. We're going to get into a lot, but first of all, you just a couple days ago committed to Ohio State as the next pledgee of the 2024 class 
Is your head spinning right now? Are you are you kind of feeling like it's sinking in? Like, where's your mind at right now uh, as we record midweek in, in August, a couple of days after uh, you've committed? You know, it's uh, it's still spinning a little bit. It's, uh, it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to be uh, grateful and excited for. But, you know, it's uh, it's fun for sure. And I, I'm super excited to, to be a Buckeye. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, take me through. Let's start with your commitment. Like Sunday at four o'clock, Sunday at 415, you commit. I texted you. I'm sure plenty of other people texted you. Like, what do you what do you do after after a commitment to the Ohio State University as an Ohio kid? Are you? Just like, well, uh, I guess I'll go eat some dinner, get some shots up maybe. Uh, or what did that day look like for you? You know, it, it was a busy day actually for me. I had a I had a brunch early in the morning and we had a little get together here at four for uh, for an announce announcing type thing for the community at my house. So, you know, it was a busy day and, you know, people stayed, stayed late that night. They were super happy that I'm, I'm going to be a Buckeye. But you know, it was a crazy day. It was a fun day, but it was definitely a long one. Yeah, so did you sleep better uh, Saturday night knowing that the big day was tomorrow or did you sleep better Sunday night just like exhausted and just like thankful that that it's all done at this point? Sunday night was a pretty good sleep. Saturday, I was pretty pretty worried about how everything was going to go on Sunday, but Sunday night was a pretty nice sleep knowing that I'm a Buckeye and uh, that it was all, all over. Yeah, that's awesome. So it, it's good to good to hear Coach Holtman didn't okie doke you and say, mm, yeah, we actually don't want you anymore now that you've you've planned your commitment. That's good. He's a man of his word. Um, we'll is. talk about Coach Holtman. We'll talk about a lot of other things here as we begin to get into it. But to start, you're an Ohio kid. You grew up, you've grown up in, I guess you could say, rural northwest Ohio, if I get my directions right. Um, how much did that play into your recruitment specifically as it pertains to Ohio State and comparing to other schools obviously in Indiana Illinois Texas things like that you know it's uh Ohio State's uh, close to home it's uh right it's right here and it's it's the biggest level you're gonna get even in the Big Ten you know there's levels even in the Big Ten so you know that it obviously played a part in in me coming to Ohio State being an Ohio kid it's just more special to an Ohio kid to play at Ohio State you know as a kid you you want to play. You want to play at Ohio State. You want to be a Buckeye. You, you love the football. You love the basketball. You just want to be a Buckeye. You know, you know, dreams come true. So it's uh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, and obviously, it's not like you got offered a, about a month or so ago. It's not like before then you had no contact with Ohio State or had no idea where you were going. But as you think about the most important factors in your recruitment, knowing that Ohio State at least for several, several months, knowing Ohio State was maybe going to offer you. What what, what were you thinking about in your head saying, man, I need this in a school or I need that in a school? Like, what were some of the most important factors that you needed to have in your next step? You know, I wanted to ha- have a good coaching staff first and foremost, you know, and you know, I think Ohio State obviously brings out with Coach Holtman, Coach Diebler, Coach Nettie, and all the guys there. They're awesome, so. You know, I really want to have a good relationship with the coaches and you know a coaching staff that really believes in me and, and the way I play. And then also like the players, you know, I'm I'm close with some of the players on Ohio State's team and you know they're great guys and they just told me, hey, this is this is a brotherhood. You know, we have our alumni camp every year where where all these alumni come back and, and play against us. Like it's a true brotherhood and and, and you got to really believe that. So you know those are those are two big things like team chemistry and the coaching staff is 
is some of the main things I was looking for and, and also winning. You know, Ohio State last year, they had a rough year, you know, a little bit of a down year, but the years prior there in the tournament every year in the round of 32, Sweet 16, it's uh, they've been super successful. So, you know, that's a big selling point for me is, is a winning program. Yeah, and that's that's something I wanted to touch on too, which I think is going to be a unique perspective from you, especially being an Ohio kid. You've said before you grew up rooting for Ohio State. You've already said it today. Ohio State experiences one of its worst season, probably its worst season that you could ever remember in, in your lifetime. I've got a few years on you, not that many, but this is even the worst season that I've seen in, in my entire lifetime that I can remember at Ohio State. So as you're going through that, how do you battle through thoughts of, of doubt and conflict in terms of, is Ohio State going to be the place for me? Is it going to continue to be a winning program? What was that last season like? as you watch that, knowing you could be on the team in a couple of years? No, it, it was hard to watch. You know, you always root for a team that's recruiting you because you want them to do well. And, you know, it's all, you got to root for Ohio State. You know, you say I've been, I've been biased and, and, and rooting for them my whole life. So, you know, it was very different to see them, to see them not succeed last year. And it was tough to watch. And I know they were a younger, a younger group last year. And, you know, they're still going to be a younger group this year. So it was, it was hard to watch them uh, struggle with the growing pains, but I knew that, the coaching staff just had just had to get some things right, and I I know this year they're ready to they're ready to roll this year with a with a bit of a younger group again. But you know I know that I believe in that staff, and I believe that what they're going to do. Did you talk to the coaching staff specifically about the downturn of last season, and if if so, like how did they respond? What what allowed you to believe in them? You know they told me that the, the Big Ten's a tough conference, and I. And I wholeheartedly believe that it is. It's one of the toughest in, in America. That's why uh, not a lot of teams, not a lot of teams that have great records but still go to the tournament. You know, so I knew that, you know, they they had a rough a rough year, but they got to get they got it together at the end. You know, Coach Holman and Coach Sheba are like, hey, we figured things out at the end of the Big Ten tournament. You know, we had a little run. We won some games and and that was a big selling point. Like, hey, we can figure this thing out if things aren't going our way. And you know, last year was a, a good example of that. Yeah, absolutely. And then take me through a month or so ago when you get the offer from Ohio State. Is this something that you were expecting? It was just a matter of time. Was it a shock to you? Like, what was the the first knee jerk reaction when Ohio State gave you that offer? No, it was it was kind of relief. You know, you you always um you always want that. I always wanted that offer. You know, looking back and. You know, when they did it early, I was like, oh, I don't know if it's ever going to happen. So you kind of move on. You're like, all right, I just got to live with the fact that that they're probably not going to offer and I'm going to have to play somewhere else. And, you know, then they come back into the picture um, during the spring when I started playing well. And then we went to their team camp and, you know, they're like, hey, you got to do this and this and this and this to improve. And I knew I could do that. And, you know, during July, it kind of came more prevalent. Coach Holtman, Coach Sheeler kept talking to me. And uh, I knew it was kind of coming, but, you know, it was nice to hear from them. And, you know, it was a great, it was a great time because they, they had a full explanation for me and, you know, why it took so long and, and what happened, what took, why they took their time. So, you know, it was a, it was awesome. It was relief, but, you know, I was excited. So as a prospect yourself right now, it seems like unless you're in the top 30, 40, 50, you're going to have some kind of recruiting analyst who says, this guy's super underrated. This guy can jump out of the gym. He can shoot. He can do all these different things. He's super underrated. 
when in reality he's like the 57th ranked prospect in the nation a four star and has 27 offers like some people will say that and it's like okay guy whatever for you however there are some databases out there that have you fringe top 50 the highest you're rated i think is 247 sports at 115 so you're just outside the top 100 which means you're getting attention you're getting love but not to that upper echelon so what was it that the coaching staff said in terms of why you hadn't got that offer yet? And I'm assuming that that probably pushed you a little bit as well um, to work even harder in the off season and things like that when you're not playing high school ball. You know, for sure. It, it definitely pushed me. And they told me, uh, you know, there's two things that I, they really need to see is, and that is a uh, three point shooting and defense. And I said, I agree. I haven't, I haven't shown that yet. And, you know, I will, I know I can do that. It's just like I got to get in the right situation and the in the right the right um, kind of program. You know, Indian and Elite kind of provided that for me, that ability to show that. And, you know, I, I was one of the most efficient guys on the three SSB circuit this year, and and that's for a good reason. You know, I really knocked down the three a lot, and you know, defended well, got easy buckets, and and helped my team win. So I thought I really proved that to them, and, and they told me like, hey, you you've earned this. You know, you proved all these things, all these things to us, and. No, we really believe in you. And that was like, it was like, wow, this, this staff really, this staff really believes in me. And you know, this, this is a staff I really want to play for. Yeah. Shooting is certainly one thing, finishing another thing, even rebounding. I mean, you, you've rebounded well this summer, at least according to, to what the numbers say as a player, do you consider yourself a shooter first, a finisher first? Like if you could put yourself into a, a quote-unquote identity as a player like what do you most identify as when you're when you're on the court you know people probably think that I identify most with like uh like being athletic at the rim and dunk and dunking and everything but you know I think I'm just a player you know I'm just I can do it all I can get to the rim I can I can go dunk on someone I can shoot a mid-range shot I can get in the low post I can get in the high post I can shoot a three it's just I'm a player on the offensive end and I can do a lot of things and my versatility is is something I really think I bring to the game. You know, most people, you know, they do one thing, like you said, they're a specialist in, at finishing, they're a specialist at shooting, but you know, I'm just, uh, I'm just pretty good at a lot of things. And you know, I just think I'm a player on that end. So this question wasn't one that we discussed beforehand. So I hope it doesn't throw you off too much, but you, you talk about the type of player you are. I want to get your feedback here. You've watched Ohio state. 10, 15 years, any players from Ohio State history that you love or that you might, you might try to emulate or just players you grew up just really enjoying watching over the past several years as a fan? You know, I really enjoyed the one year he played was, was Malachi Branham. Um, I, I took a lot of things from him, his game and, and put it into my game. You know, he was super successful in the mid-range area. And that's one of my like you said, a specialty. That's where I, I kind of thrive right now is is in the mid range and you know using using a screen to to make the right decision, which he was he was awesome at using little floaters in the lane. He could step back and knock down a three. I really try to emulate my game off of his, you know, and he was super successful at Ohio State. And uh, I just think we we play the same type of way, you know, with that little bit of fire, an Ohio kid, and uh, a good, we're good at the same thing. So, you know, I really like to, to watch him. I really love to watch him play when, when he was at Ohio State. So, you know, he's a, he's a player that I really liked. Yeah, for sure. And I, I can see the similarities as well. We'll talk about a little bit more about your play style and what Ohio State fans should expect of you here in a bit. 
Let's talk about the recruitment again. So you mentioned you're pretty close with a couple of guys on the team. Austin Parks, you played um, AAU with last year. He's now at Ohio State. Talk to me about the relationship with Austin, what it was like talking things through with him, especially a guy who I would assume you can trust more than anyone else who's at Ohio State right now. You know, it was great to have him kind of as a resource, you know, to ask questions, to, to throw things by. I asked him a lot of things like, hey, how's the, how's the culture there? Because that was a big thing for me. Like, how's the culture? How's the, how the players, how the guys, you guys hang out? And he, he answered them fully honest. He's like, yeah, we do. We, we do all that. We hang out. We're a good group. And I'm like, you know, that's a group I kind of want to be a part of. And, you know, him being there obviously helps it out. That's kind of like a friend. But I love that guy. He's a, I played against him in high school basketball. I played with him in AAU. So, you know, that's my guy. And, you know, he really helped me out. And, and, uh, and choosing Ohio State, you know, just answered all my questions. And you know, I was able to run things by him, and I knew he was going to be completely honest. Yeah, so I'm sure he's been a great resource. And then as a part of this recruitment process, you narrowed your list down to five, four of those you visited. You mentioned before you might have to play somewhere else as you're waiting for that Ohio State offer. Were there any other programs that stuck out to you as if Ohio State wasn't going to offer, you're going to say, you know what, I might just end up go play here? You know, I, I really, really liked everyone else in, in my top five, you know, um, Butler and, and Northwestern and Cincy, especially they were they were great. I love what what Cincy's doing with coach coach West Miller down there. He's a great dude. And me and him are, are similar in a, in a lot of ways. You know, he's a he's a great guy. And I feel like he's going to get that program moving again. And, you know, Butler with coach dad. Um, he, he's a great recruiter. Obviously, he's got got a late, got a lot of great guys at Ohio State and had a lot of great teams. But he's a great recruiter, and you know, he was just super honest with me. And you know, he said, uh, he said, this is the place for you. And he, he really liked that um, that Ohio State hadn't offered yet. He was always uh, he was always like, hey, they haven't offered. And I used to coach there, blah blah blah. And uh, you know, their campus is beautiful. They were great guys. So, and then Northwestern is uh, they're coming off a great year. You know being second in the Big Ten, making the tournament. You're coming off a, an ultimate high right now. And their campus is beautiful. Their coaching staff is great. Coach Collins is doing great things over there. And I know I think they're really on the rise. So, you know, those three were, were really, I was like, I'm, I can see myself going to any of these three places. So I don't, I don't mean to drag down Northwestern, but one question I have as a potential recruit, as if I would ever be able to identify with this is, I feel like if I'm visiting a school like Northwestern that has a capacity of maybe four or 5,000 in their arena, and then you're looking at the shot or you're looking at Xavier, you're looking at Cincinnati, whatever, like how, is there anything for you? You mentioned the coaching staff, you wanted the team chemistry, things like that, but is it just simply the environment too? something you think about where you can envision the fans in the seats cheering for the team that you're suiting up for? Like, does that have much of an impact when it comes to like a school like Northwestern compared to Ohio State or that not factor into anything? I feel like it definitely did factor in, you know, Northwestern, they don't have a big arena and my, my high school arena is, is packed every night. You know, we have a great crowd every night. So, you know, that was one thing about Ohio State that I knew like the shots a bit. It's a big it's a big arena. It's, there's a lot of seats to, to fill in the shot. But I, I knew that and you know, I've been in the shot in those great atmospheres like against Duke, against the Michigan State's. I got, and win those big games and I want to be in those big games I, you know I want to play in those big games with a shot as every seat filled and you look up you're like wow this place is this place is huge and it's filled and it's loud you know so I thought those were things that you couldn't really get at Northwestern those those big games are going to feel like every game you know what I mean 
So, you know, I, I really took that into account. I know Northwestern has a, a great arena and, you know, not a lot of fans, not a lot of capacity, or not a lot of seats, not a lot of capacity, but it's bumping in there every night. And, um, you know, I just want to get Ohio State back to a place where it, it can be bumping a lot of nights. Yeah, the atmosphere there is has has room for improvement you could definitely say obviously last year was a down year but you think back to the 20 the early 2010s where teams were good every single year you're expecting a final four appearance and student section was nuts you're you're getting close to sellouts every game so I'm sure you especially can identify with that and and wanting to get the program back to being there and we're talking like Ohio State is a program that hasn't won anything in several years. Like this is an NCAA tournament team every single year. So it's not like the program is in the worst of shape at all. It's, it's nothing that way. It just shows how spoiled we are as Ohio state fans. I want to give you the bait one more time here. So obviously Ohio state finishes first. You didn't visit TCU. It felt like TCU was, was a long shot that maybe there was something going on there where you give them a pat on the butt and say, Hey, you made our top five, but I'm not going there. Was what did Northwestern or Cincinnati or Butler stand out as a clear second option for you? Or were they all just kind of like, if Ohio State doesn't offer, I guess I'll kind of draw a name out of a hat and, and see what feels best to me. But what were your thoughts there in terms of the players behind Ohio State? You know, I thought Northwestern was was really a good option, you know, and, and before before any, like even after Ohio State offered, Northwestern was was going to be my my first option before I went and visited Ohio State again. You know, they were they were great on my visit, and you know they showed me a lot of things, showed me their culture, showed me their players and how they interact, and they were awesome. And I, like you said, like I said, they had a great year last year, and you know it's a great atmosphere there, a small campus, but you know a serious campus, and and their academics is fantastic. So, you know it was a big draw. I, I love Northwestern, and they were probably number two. But, um, you know, Butler and Cincy were right there with them. So, you know, Northwestern was, was, was a tough decision for me between Northwestern and Ohio State. And then when you're, when you're calling up Northwestern, if you did, or when you're talking to Coach Mata, Coach Mata and saying, you know what, like, I'm taking my talents to Columbus. What does that conversation look like if you did reach out beforehand? You know, it, it, it wasn't a fun conversation for sure uh, when I called the coaches and, and told him that I wasn't going there. But, you know, I, I thought I handled my recruitment with a lot of respect. And, you know, I always respected them and, and their time. So, you know, they were always, they all said, you know, if, they, if you need anything, like reach out, we'll always be here. We're rooting for you. And, you know, it, it was, a, it was a good breakup. As I say, it was, it wasn't bad. You know, is they were, um, they were, they were fine with it. You know, they understood it's a, I'm an Ohio kid and it's Ohio state. It's, it's tough to turn down and, you know, they were just uh, so um, complimentary of me, and they said, hey, if you need anything, just reach out, and we'll always, always be rooting for you. Yeah, tough to turn down when you're an Ohio kid getting an offer from Ohio State. So take me through, was there a moment of clarity for you when everything clicked and you knew Ohio State was going to be the place for you, or was it just simply you're just waiting for that Ohio State offer and you know you're going to jump on it? Where, where was the battle there? Where did you fall on that spectrum? You know, it, it wasn't like that when Ohio State offered. I was I was kind of like torn because, um, like like I said, they they offered a little bit late, and you know I was like I can't I can't hold out a grudge. It's Ohio State, and they they that's when they explained to me like, hey, this is what we did, this is what we went through like to offer you, and and he they told me, hey, we we're not giving, we may give we may give three scholarships in this class. It's we definitely given two. We don't know about three, so 
you know, it was tough. Like I, I kind of looked back and I was like, if they're only going to get two and they're offering me, you know, that's a, that's a big, uh, that's a big, it's a big offer. It's a big scholarship for them. And, you know, if I, I said, if they have a chance to, to get someone else or get me and they offered me and they want me to come there, I think they really believe in me, you know? And so my coach actually, after we went to Northwestern on a Saturday, Sunday, and then we came back and we went to Ohio state on that Monday. And the next Tuesday we, um, we went into my coach's office and we were sitting there for about two hours, just talking about, talking about everything. And he said, uh, he said, give me, uh, give me cons on every single place. And I gave him cons and he got to Ohio state. And I said, I said, coach, I don't really have any. He said, well, what are you waiting on that? I said, I don't know. He goes, he said, give me a con on Ohio state. I said, I don't think I have one. And he's like, all right, what are you waiting on? And, and then I kind of got up and we walked out and said goodbye. And I said, I, I felt really good after that, that meeting that um, I knew where I was going to go. And I, you know, I waited a little bit to, to kind of weigh everything out. But, you know, after that meeting, I was like, all right, I think I'm, I want to be an Ohio state um, basketball player. Yeah, that's awesome. And then, Last question here about your recruitment, specifically when it comes to Butler. You said Northwestern was probably the second choice. Now, I don't even know if you if you were you were obviously alive, but not even sure if you were conscious to you know root for Thad Mata and John Diebler um, and members of that staff when they're at Ohio State. But was there any kind of nostalgic pull that made you think mm, maybe Butler would be a cool place to play? Or did that not have any kind of impact on you? You know, I think a little bit, you know, you, you hear of, of that, of Coach Mata, and, you know, he was a great coach at Ohio State. You know, I still remember his, some of his later teams on his, kind of on his way out, you know. And, um, you know, he was a great coach. And Coach Diebler, I know, was uh, obviously from Coach Lieber from Ohio State. I know uh, John Diebler was a, was a great player, and he's from my, he, uh, he's from my area. So, you know, it was really cool to go to Butler and, and meet those guys and having conversations with them and, and cool conversations. You know, they've both been in the state of Ohio for, for a long time. So, you know, it was really cool to meet with them. There was a little bit of nostalgic value, but, you know, it was it was cool to meet. And, you know, I thought they offered a lot of good things, like uh, like their campus. Their campus is beautiful, and, and their players seemed really close. So, you know, it was, it was really cool to get an offer from Butler and go down there. Yeah. So let's let's close off the conversation on the recruitment. You're You're an Ohio State Buckeye now. That's exciting. Let's talk about the future. Right now, you are in a class with John Mobley Jr., and that's it. You mentioned just today that Ohio State may add a third. They may not. Is there anyone that you're trying to recruit in this 2024 class or try to, to add to your, to your own class to join with you as a freshman or anyone you've spoken with, anything like that going on right now? You know, I, I know that... Uh... That Juni has um, uh, a teammate of his that he'd love for him to join us, um, Aiden Sherell. So you know, I know he's pushing that pretty hard, and um, you know, I, I said go for it. I don't know, I don't know Aiden that well, so you know, I told uh, Juni, hey, we need a big, so let's get a big. So definitely, we're looking at a big. Um, if we can't add anyone, it, it would definitely be another big. And you know, I think uh, Juni's kind of headed that recruitment for sure. So. I would assume that means you're going to have to pull some weight as well. If, if Junie is, is recruiting Aiden Shirell hard, which not to spoil it for anyone, but at least as of right now, it doesn't seem like it's, it's going to be a fit for Aiden Shirell at Ohio state. However, there are some other players on the list of 2024 that it seems like Ohio state could be warm on. 
are you you gonna pick up the slack and and try to grab a couple players who you reach out to as well and and say hey man ohio state is the place or um what does that what do you think that'll look like for you you know i think i'll definitely try to you know i know they're looking at a couple more bigs especially in our class so no, definitely. Um, I think I'll try to reach out to some of them here soon. You know, let the kind of dust settle a little bit from uh, committing, and then uh, hopefully get them on board uh, here pretty soon. Are there any names Ohio State fans should be more suspicious of that you that you might reach out to, or are you going to play that close to the chest? I think uh, Jaden Quaintance maybe might be a little bit of a sleeper big that uh, he just reclassified to the twenty twenty four class. I know he wants to wants to play soon, and I know he's an Ohio kid and. He lives, he's in Cleveland right now. So uh, that's a definitely a sleeper pick that Ohio State fans should watch out for. Okay, cool. We'll take that. So let's talk about 2025 targets as well. I know we're getting way, way deeper down the the rabbit trail here, but when it comes to 2025 prospects, have you reached out to anyone in those classes and done the same thing, kind of pitch Ohio State while you're joining and kind of help the team try to continue to get their feet wet or get the foot door in, get the foot in the door with any specific players there in 2025? You know, I know um, Jerry Easter, me and him are from uh, kind of the same area and now he's going to Lalamere. So I know uh, his dad tried to recruit me to, to come to Lalamere with him. So, you know, he, he congratulated me about Ohio State. And I said, well, Jerry's up next. You know, he's it's time for him to, to turn the page and, and come be an Ohio kid too. So. No, I've been uh, trying to get in Jerry's ear a little bit, but you know that's you. That's really the only 2025 prospect that I know personally, and uh, I know that uh, Jerry it, it loves Ohio State and loves the staff. So hopefully, uh, we can make something happen with him. I've got no intel on Jerry Easter, but I, I I just can't see him suiting up in anything other than scarlet or gray coming up here in a couple uh, years. So, uh, and, and a lot of fans, a lot of fans love him. So we'll uh, we'll put all the weight on your shoulders, um, Colin, to to get him in the Scarlet Gray and get him in Columbus. He's already in Ohio. Just got to take about an hour and a half, two hour drive down on uh, on I seventy one there, and 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 he'll be there. there so we'll trust he, you to make it work. Um, let's talk about the upcoming season for you. Obviously, job's not done for you. I'm sure you're you're going to go try to uh, pick up a state title here after falling short last year. Take me through. What does this season look like for you? What are you working on specifically in your game? And um, just senior season, like thoughts on that upcoming here in high school? You know, it's, it's kind of crazy to, to be a senior finally. You know, I've been uh, in the high school realm for, uh, for a while now. So it's kind of weird to be a senior, you know, just really working on my body right now, you know, trying to get a kind of a college type body ready, you know, working on strength, conditioning, all that. And, you know, we have a young group. Our, our, our team this year is young. You know, the past couple of years we've been kind of senior-led. So, you know, me, me kind of taking young guys under my wing and, and kind of showing them the ropes, you know, showing them how to work hard, showing how to, showing how to compete. And, you know, that's one of the things that I just want them all to compete. I just want to go out my senior year and compete the hardest we can. You know, I have a lot of confidence that if we compete hard, we're, we're going to get back to a place where we want to be. So, you know, I'm excited for the season. I'm excited to, to get it rolling, and hopefully it comes sooner than it feels like it's coming. Yeah, absolutely. And you talk about your your body in particular. I, for one, think your frame, you have room to add muscle, but you don't necessarily look like a 16, 17-year-old kid 
in high school. Whereas you look at other players, even who Ohio State has brought in, you look at their frames and you're like, I don't think that they'll they'll really be able to make an impact year one at Ohio State. You already, it seems like you kind of have a step ahead on that. Obviously, you've already mentioned you want to do some more work on it. But is that something that you think is to your advantage? Do you think that you're, obviously, I'm sure you wouldn't say you're ready day one right now, or maybe you would to, to go play against Michigan State or something. But in terms of your body makeup, like, do you feel like you've got a little bit of a step ahead and maybe other guys in your class right now? Yeah, I feel like I do, you know, and then Ohio State actually kind of pointed that out to me. You know, they're, they're like, hey, you have you have a body that's ready to play and, and compete at the highest level, you know, and there's still work to be done on that body, which is uh, the most exciting part. So, you know, that was a big thing. Like, hey, you, you can you can be ready to play. You have a you have a good body, a good frame and a frame that's ready to, to add to put weight on. Sorry. And, um, you know, it's a it's a good feeling. Um, it's kind of nice against all these high school kids. But, you know, I know once you get to the next level, it's uh, it's a lot tougher. So. No, playing playing the three SSB circuit this year, playing against the, that top level of competition really helped me and you know kind of proved to me that hey, I am ready to play with these guys, play with this type of competition. So, you know, it's a good feeling, but you know, there's still work to be done. Have you spoken with Quadrian Banks in terms of what things may look like for you this year or especially your freshman year at Ohio State in terms of strength, conditioning, nutrition, things like that that you should be expecting? You know, I think that's uh, actually what we are going on an official visit to Ohio State. I think that's kind of what um, we're going down there to, to talk about with him. You know, and I'm excited to kind of get his uh, take and what kind of things I should be doing. Are you are you aware of of the test that he will put you through and in, in all Ohio State players as well uh, in order to essentially prove your supremacy as a basketball player? No, I'm not aware. But uh, Austin hasn't told me it flat out, but he said there's some sort of test. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. I'll, I'll let you figure that out for yourself. Um, those who really listen closely to the views from the shot, they know, and, and you'll know soon enough, Colin, it, I'm sure it's not that hard, right. As a guy who sits on his butt and sells software all day in his day job um, when he's not working <laughs> for Ohio state, but um, lots of exciting things coming up for you. Let's talk about your role at Ohio state. What has the coaching staff said in regards to where you'll fit in, what year one could look like, what year three, four could look like and how you'll slot in with the roster at Ohio State? You know, they, they see me sliding in as a, as a versatile guy. You know, I told you that earlier. I think I do a lot of things well. And, and so that, that versatility really allows me to, to do different things. You know, I can kind of be a, a jack of all trades type of guy. I'm, I'm going to be able to defend people at the highest level. And, you know, I'm going to be able to do things on the offensive end. You know, they kind of see me as, as a ball handling guard that is going to be able to push in transition, like, handle his own, bring it up to court. But, you know, they really see me coming off, coming off screens, you know, making plays, making the right decisions, making the right reads, you know, kind of having the ball in my hands and, and really using it to, to our advantage, you know. And then they see me uh, just knocking down open shots and, you know, take, taking, uh, taking people into low post, using my frame, like we said earlier, to, uh, to kind of make teams pay for, for putting a smaller guy on me and then blowing past the guys that are a little bit bigger. So you know, that's kind of where they see me fitting and, and and the style i'm sure you're hyped to play with austin anyone else on, else on the roster right now where you're like man i'm itching to get on the floor with him you know obviously junie you know i've been watching junie's been kind of the top a guy at the top of our class for uh for a while now so getting to play with him i know he can do a lot of things from behind the arc that not a lot of people can do 
So, and then obviously like a Zed, Zed Key, you know, I've been to Ohio State a couple of times and he's a great dude and I've talked to him plenty of times. So he's he's been really good and and um, talking to him at Ohio State, blowing questions by him. And then uh, Rodney Gale, you know, I really loved how he came on late last year. You know, he had a couple bumps early, but he came on late and really proved himself. So those are the type of guys that, you know, I really look forward to playing with. But, you know, the whole roster is really talented and, and young. So I feel like I'll get to be able to play with a lot of those guys. What happens if Roddy dunks in you in practice? Ooh. That'd be bad. You know, that's all right, though. I'll take my lumps early, but, you know, I'll get them back sooner or later. All right. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I. that's the one thing where you're sitting there in practice, and I get it. You're one of the best athletes in the world, right, if you're at Ohio State. Getting dunked on by a teammate just doesn't seem fun, and uh, it seems like that there may be more uh, criticism from your teammates by getting dunked on in practice than if you get dunked on by an opponent in, a, in a, an actual game where you kind of have this thing that's kind of left to yourselves where you get to get made fun of um, and, and maybe look it back on film. So just do your best not to get dunked on by Roddy or anyone else. And I'm sure it'll be fine, but I'll try uh, not, I'll try not to, but you know, sometimes it happens and, and that'd be a first in practice because usually uh, I don't get dunked on a lot in high school. Yeah, true. Uh, would you consider taking a charge instead? Are you going to take one for the team? Actually better question. Let's say you take the charge, but you still get yammed on. Is that is that worth it? Is the baptism worth getting the charge and getting your team the ball back? Or, I mean, you're going to be on all, all over reels and TikTok and everything on social media for the next week. So how do you weigh the pros and cons there? I don't, you know, that's a, tough, that's a really tough decision. If it's late in the game, I'm taking the charge and we're getting the ball, especially if it's close. But if it's early in the game, I don't know. I might, I might just have to look, look, but look by and watch them dunk. But I'm yeah. definitely taking it in there. I'll step, I'll, I'll step in, step in and take the charge, and I'll take one for the team there. And but we get the ball as long as we get the ball, as long as it's a charge, it's okay. Got it. So in November of your freshman year, when you're taking on West Montana Central Community College online campus West, we know that you will not be taking a charge. If it's against Michigan State in late February, then you might step up and and try to take it. Good to know. Cool. Um, for sure. Colin, obviously, it's been a pleasure having you today. Anything else that you would add about your recruitment, your commitment, about being at Ohio State, anything that you wanted to cover that we missed that comes to mind right now? You know, I just appreciate Buckeye Nation for uh, all the texts and tweets and support they sent me uh, sent me uh, these past couple of days, you know, and uh, it's, it's been fun. It's been awesome. I can't wait to get to get to Columbus and work in these next couple of years. So uh, I really appreciate Buckeye Nation for everything. And I appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely, Colin. We're we're happy to have you on the show here. I guess one last question before I let you go. You you said you appreciate all the tweets, messages, the text, all that stuff. Was there any tweet or message that stuck out that was just wild or maybe even close to weird or just like, who the heck is this guy? Like anything like that where people are popping out of, coming out of the woodworks to congratulate you? You know, I thought it was really cool that, you know, Aaron, Aaron Kraft and, and Kyle Young texted me. You know, I got a text from uh, – from Jared Seliger actually a couple um, weeks ago. And so um, it's really cool to, to see them guys um, reach out and text, you know, all the, all the players, you know, they, they sent me a text like congratulations and everything. So that was really cool. And then, and online, there's always people out there, uh, always someone out there saying we're happy to have you that I have no clue who it is, but you know, I really, I still appreciate them. I still appreciate everyone. Buckeye Nation, one of the most passionate fan bases in all of sports, which can be good. It can also be a little weird at times, but For you, sure. you take what For you can sure. get.
from the fan base. Exactly. Colin, thanks for joining the show today. Future Ohio State Buckeye Colin White, it's been a pleasure having you here on the Views from the Shot podcast. We thank you for joining, and I'm sure we'll chat soon. So that's a conversation with Colin White. He shared a lot of fantastic insights into his recruitment, into Ohio State, into what is to come for his future with Ohio State in general. So appreciate you watching slash listening wherever you took in this podcast. By the way, as a player, I haven't even spoken about it yet, but the impact Colin White is going to have, I think it's going to be phenomenal. Some may say, some are already saying. The thing with Colin White is he's already got a really good build like we spoke about in this episode. He's got a good build already to where he can grow into even a more muscular frame. He doesn't have the longest of arms, which doesn't necessarily hurt him because it means that he's going to be able to add some more muscle mass. Now, not only that, but he can really do pretty much everything as as a slashing forward. He's got a shot. He can finish at the rim. He's got a good mid-range shot as well. He can play defense. He can rebound. This is the type of guy who can have a nice career at Ohio State for a couple years. He he prides himself on hard work and putting the clamps on on defense while being able to score on the offensive end. So this commitment, it's big. It's huge for Ohio State. Chris Holtman and staff needed to see a few things before they could pull the trigger and offer him. Obviously, as we know, once he got that offer, it was really hard to pass up on. I think this is going to be a match made in heaven for Ohio State. and Buckeye fans should be really, really excited to get Colin White onto this roster heading into the 2024 season. So appreciate you listening, watching today, hearing Colin White's thoughts. I'll shut up before you shut me off. Go Bucks.